spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome into Lock It In. We are getting into the football series here on this program. Cam Rogers with you. This is the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to tune into football stuff and not golf stuff for once. And of course, as promised, I will be doing some fantastic interviews, not because of me, but because of the guests. That's why they're fantastic. And so excited to be bringing more sports betting content to y'all as we go throughout the football season. And then, of course, as NBA and college basketball ramp up, it's going to be pretty lit, as the kids say. Follow me on Twitter at Mr. Rogers 99 and on Instagram at Mr. Rogers uh, 98, because I am one point worse at Instagram than Twitter. Well, you know what, folks? If you have been a longtime listener of the show, you know that I like to get nostalgic. And I haven't had guests on this very program in quite some time. And I'm like, you know what? Might as well go back to the OGs who have been on the program before in the early days of Believe in Tiger Woods. We're starting things off with a fantastic guest. It's like starting the pregame with Yeah by Usher, an absolute fantastic beginning to this series. We have Brooke Cromer, FTN sports host and NFL analyst on the program. Brooke, welcome back. How are you? How are things? Thank you for having me. I am so happy to be back. Things are great. I'm living in Florida, living at the beach. You can't beat it. Football's in full swing. I mean, the season is going what, what's better than this? <laughs> it's been a wild season too, Brooke. And there's a lot to get into about the storylines here as we are one third of the NFL season done. But I want to just start from a macro perspective. Your work at FTN is absolutely wonderful. And it's been great to follow you. Tell me how that all came about and how it's going so far. Yeah, this family at FTN is fabulous. The guys are great. It's just, I'm kind of the only girl working the video stuff right now, so it has been fun. But, you know, I didn't bet too much growing up. It's kind of crazy that, you know, in the NFL, I was, my dad was a coach, my brother's a coach. So they kind of have a couple rules about it all. We never, there were so many gray lines. We were like, my dad was like, no betting. So I'm like, I get it. Now I'm diving into this sports betting thing. It's kind of blown up. The entire world knows about sports betting now. And so my football knowledge is just carrying me through. The guys are teaching me all the strategies and the bets and all of that. So it's been really fun. I've actually been pretty good at it. So that kind of makes it even more fun. But FTN Network, you guys have to check it out. It is fabulous. They have parlay ca uh, calculators, projections, literally everything you could, better could need, could want, all the info to make educated bets. Check it out. Also, little little throw out there. Use my promo code BK. 
my initials to get 10% off your subscription. You got to check it out though. All my videos are on there and it's been so fun. These guys are literal geniuses. I just like follow what they say and just make bets because these guys, they get it right every time. It's so impressive. So it's been really fun to get into the sports betting world. And I don't think I'm going anywhere. I think I'm stuck in sports betting. It is so fun. Riding that momentum, that wave of sports betting. It's so interesting too, in the golf world, I think golf betting really became big during the shutdown, if you will, the PGA tour is one of the first sports to come back, right? So the sample size was small in terms of what you could bet on. So in June of 2020, everybody was betting on golf. And so my co-host Bridget and I sort of went in that direction as well. By the way, you were doing well with your picks. That makes one of us on this program. That's why we bring on the guests. So it's great to hear you're doing a fantastic job at FTN and just one of the many wonderful media entities out there that are covering sports betting folks get in on the action of course at betonline.ag they are the sponsors of this program bridget or bridget brooke your general thoughts on where we are headed as an industry because we're of the same age here and it was like 3 years ago where sports betting was very much taboo right the nfl the pga tour these Leagues and associations weren't really touching it. And then all of a sudden you're seeing states opening up and sports books opening up and bars and all this jazz. It's kind of crazy. It's like a 180. Yeah, it's kind of growing. I don't think it's going to stop anytime soon. It is a huge space. I never realized what I was getting into. And all of these people that like, because obviously I didn't follow sports betting. So now I'm following all these sports bettors. They've got like hundreds of thousands of followers. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> where was this my right. whole life? So insanity, but I mean, every network now is bringing on a sports show, a sports betting show. I mean, Fox is blowing it up and NFL networks even getting it going now. I mean, last two, I worked there for the last like three seasons. And in the beginning, they were like, we don't even want to hear about it. Like the NFL will have our necks. All of a sudden they're like forcing it onto the graphics and stuff. So I think it is ever evolving. I think that it is not slowing down anytime soon. So get into the sports betting world now because the train is going and it'll leave you behind. <laughs> the train is absolutely going. It's truly remarkable when you see odds on like a PGA tour broadcast. I mean, especially with golf too, Brooke, because it's like golf is one of the more buttoned up high decor right? sports. You know what I mean? Like no way they would tap into betting. And then all, of course you have the PGA tour retweeting golf bet, which is an entity of the action network and they're working together on content out there. So it is truly remarkable. All right. So let's get into the juice of it. I think the timing, by the way, as I mentioned on the email to you, is perfect because you're a Rams fan. The Rams are playing the Lions. The Lions are quarterbacked by one Jared Goff. This is like the ultimate revenge game because you have Matt Stafford on one side of things and then Goff on the other end. The spread is large. Let's not even get into that yet, though. <laughs> Just like, where are you at mentally with this matchup? I feel like it's the number one matchup in your eyes, right? Oh, everyone has been talking about it all over Twitter. Of course, I follow so many Rams fans. They're all getting into it with each other. It's crazy to see. I feel like there's a little bit of a divide in the Rams fans. So I'm excited to see how it goes when Jared steps onto that field, because half of them are saying, we got to boo this guy. Half of them are saying, this man brought us to a Super Bowl. We have to celebrate him. So it's very interesting, the things that Jared Goff did to these fans. I mean, mm -hmm. they are just, they don't even know what to think at this point. And then you got Matthew. 
Matthew Stafford, on the other hand, he came in, he was our saving grace. I mean, he's everything that this team needed. It's he's filled all of the holes that we didn't have, you know, during the Super Bowl and all of that. Just some completed passes, some accuracy. So that would it's help. Been, yeah. It's been really fun. But I think that I think that Jared Goff knows he doesn't have a shot in this game. I'm trying to figure out if he does think he does. There's a lot of articles around that are saying that he's going to keep the game close, but I'm not betting on that. I'm, I am not. I think the point spread is kind of showing it as well. Well, he's no longer part of your team. So let's sit back here and just evaluate, I guess, his tenure there with LA. And where do you stand with him now? Like, are you cool with him or where are we at? Are you booing or are you cheering? Oh, I, I'm staying out of it on the sideline, but I think that he's a great guy. I think he does incredible things for communities. I don't think I would choose him as my quarterback. I think, um, I just have a little bit of, um, a little bit of sadness in my heart still for Jared Goff as the Super Bowl was kind of a bust. He, I think that if we just had another quarterback in there, you know, accurate passes. And I think he threw it five yards over almost every play. I think he held on to the ball too many times. So there are some things I clearly did not love about Jared Goff that now I see when Matthew Stafford was put into our arms <laughs> that we could have on this team. So love Jared as a person, not so much as a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, you know, the bright lights sometimes aren't great for quarterbacks. I can't attest for my intramural flag football days at the <laughs> University of Maryland. B-League, but still. So I'm with you there. Listen, Let's talk about this Rams team because they sure as heck look like a Super Bowl contender as we stand. And you talked about Matt Stafford. He is just been absolutely great this year in terms of his play. And you would think that Sean McVay really was licking his chops when he heard the news of Matt Stafford coming on over to the Rams. And like you sort of alluded to that final piece, right? You have the offensive line, you have the wide receivers, you have Henderson at running back, good defensive line, veteran secondary. It's all there, right? Like Super Bowl or bust. Yeah, it's all there. I think most definitely we are Super Bowl contenders this year. So much talent on both sides of the ball. Matthew Stafford was everything this team needed. We've already talked about that. Injuries have been on our side this year. Uh, I am knocking on all the wood in my house after making that comment, but There have been, you know, injuries here and there, but luckily we had depth in those positions. We were able to bring in depth in those positions with Sonny Michelle. Players were able to step up in a big way, which shows how much a team, you know, is put together, how much that, um, how well they're coached. So it was, it's really impressive to see. I think that that has given fans a lot of hope, but if we can stay healthy, we have an incredible shot at playing in the Super Bowl in Los Angeles this year. That would be such a sweet feeling, especially for Los Angeles that really didn't even have any teams or good teams. I mean, they had, you know, Dodgers and um, all the Clippers and the Lakers, but back then they weren't good. All of a sudden you bring in the Chargers and the Rams. Now you've got all of these incredible teams in Los Angeles. I mean, if we could, if we could win the Super Bowl at home this year, imagine what that would do for that city, especially as a sports city. It's never been known as a sports city. It's an entertainment city. Well, step aside entertainment because I think the sports are coming through and I think it's going to be fun. The entertainment is the winning that's happening out Let's there right go. now. I mean, my <laughs> gracious, the Chargers too. And I don't know if this is like 
sinful for you to talk about and compliment the Chargers, but like they've been fantastic with Justin Herbert and Eckler and the wide receivers there, Allen and Williams and that front line that's doing a great job at getting after the quarterback. I mean, times are pretty good for LA sports, you would say, right? It's incredible. Yeah. I mean, the team that the Chargers have put together is so impressive. Justin Herbert coming in as a young kid. I mean, when you look at him on TV, people that don't watch football and they walk past, they're like, is he 19? And then all of a sudden he's slinging darts out there. I mean, such an impressive quarterback. Then you have all of the talent on the wide receiver core, all the talent running backs. Uh, they've just, they've put together a solid team. So it, they've been so fun for me to watch that, that chargers and Browns game a couple weeks back was oh, like yeah. was one fun. of the highlights of my whole entire NFL season. It was just fun, nitty gritty football. So it's been really fun to watch them as well, but I don't think they stand a chance against my Rams. <laughs> Talking to Brooke Cromer here, FTN sports host and NFL analyst, follow her on Twitter at Brooke Cromer. So I'm going to make you pick this game against the spread. Do the Lions keep it close within 15 points in this matchup here, or do you think it's a blowout? I'm, I'm thinking LA is going to run away with this one. I okay. have the winning by 17 in this game. Actually, I think that they're just going to have fun with it. I think in the beginning, Jared Goff, of course, will come out swinging. I think that he'll play tough, but I just don't see the Lions being able to stop this offense, first of all. And then our defense, I feel like, is going to put a hurting on them. So it's going to be fun to watch the Rams blow out another team. I'm praying. So I'm going to knock on all the wood for that one as well. <laughs> I'm really screwing myself over here. I'm really jinxing My gracious. <laughs> I feel like you'll be disappointed if the Rams win by 16 or something. I will be, actually. <laughs> so, you know, it's funny. I'll just note this. I could see this being, and I hate to go down motivation street and narrative street, but the Lions possibly wanting this so badly and Dan Campbell throwing out all the stops. I'm talking about like gimmick plays, not like Jared Goff throwing the football 50 times, because if he does that, that's a recipe for disaster. We know this, but like you know, crazy, <laughs> funky plays, flea flickers. I have a sense that that is going to happen. What do you think? This head coach, look, he came into his first press conference saying he was coming at people's kneecaps. I mean, he's feisty. He's he's getting through any game that he can. He has the heart. I mean, you saw in that press conference a couple of weeks back when he was crying because, I mean, he just loves this game. He loves football. So he is going to put it all out there. I think that he's going to have some um, very um, – some, some plays that we haven't seen before. I think he's going to come together with a big, big playbook for this game, but we'll see. I think it'll be fun. You know, a little feisty action out there. I'm wondering if Jared's going to have some choice words. I know sometimes Ooh, when he yeah. gets feisty out there, I think he'll be talking some smack to the defense. So I'm excited to see it, but you know, that's going to wild us up. So we'll see. As long as he doesn't scream to the top of his lungs like Tom Brady does, and it's like <laughs> cracky and like it's breaking glass, as long as Jared Goff doesn't no. do that. Oh, <laughs> my gracious, it's so horrible when he does that. Yeah, it should be fun. Lions and Rams, 15 and a half is the line at Bet Online as we stand. Those points going to the Lions. We'll see what happens in that matchup, but obviously one that Brooke will be following very closely. Some other buzz across the NFL, Brooke, before we get into your best bets of week seven, Deshaun Watson, I wasn't planning on talking about this. And then all of a sudden I saw this come through the wires that maybe Deshaun could be shipped on down to your state of Florida to play for the Miami Dolphins. What do you know about this? What do you think is going to happen? What do you make of it? Yeah, there are rumors this trade to Miami could be consummated this week. Texans GM reportedly been asking for 
three first round picks as well as two second rounders. It's unclear whether the Dolphins are going to actually meet that asking price. But then, of course, you have the Eagles that are butting their little heads in. Um, they keep popping up in the discussion. Uh, they have the trade chips to get it done. Three first first round potential picks burning a hole in their pocket. They're still on the fence about future their future with Jalen Hurts. So who knows? That GM, I feel like he just inserts himself into any trade rumors possible. Who knows if he's actually serious? So we'll see. I mean, Miami talking about having it done this week, that seems pretty serious. I think any team that trades for Watson better not need him anytime soon. He's got, what, 22 civil cases, 10 criminal complaints. He's got some problems. The local police are doing an investigation. The NFL is holding a separate investigation. I don't think that ever ends very well. I could just see this one either taking forever to sort out, or they could be done by the end of the season. Nobody knows, but... I just, it's a little dicey for me, but I guess if you're looking for the future, especially in a place like Miami, where they have not picked good, consistent quarterbacks, maybe that is the answer for them. So hopefully they just don't expect to have him anytime soon. Well, they're looking at the Buffalo Bills right now and what that offense is doing with Josh Allen. And they think maybe they can leapfrog the Patriots perhaps, and definitely the Jets and be a contender in that division with Deshaun Watson. But like you mentioned too, the red tape that we're facing right now, like I don't even know what's going on with the court system and all that jazz, because once I start reading that stuff, I get confused. But let's say he gets traded to the Dolphins. Is he good to play or is he not? Yeah, who knows? I mean, the NFL is going to do their own investigation too. So they could suspend him even if he doesn't get in trouble in the civil cases. Right. So it's it's really just so much of a fine line that as a GM, I would never go for a quarterback like that. I mean, he could be suspended indefinitely if he's found not, if he's found guilty on all of these counts. The NFL could just push him out, say you're done here. So especially, you know, the NFL is trying to push all of these, all of these um everything going on in the community and all of that. So who knows what they're going to do. But as a GM, I would be staying far, far away from any of these problems. There are plenty of good quarterbacks, I feel, in in the league. We can just right. go find another one. <laughs> Imagine giving away three first-round picks, and then this guy is suspended indefinitely. And not like, knowing if he's going to play. Yeah, right. three first-round <laughs> picks, like, that is pricey. Oh, my like, God. I enjoy winning and all, but, like... If I get a three first round picks, I mean, I could find some talent that could equal up to a good quarterback. I can promise you that. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. We'll see what happens there. The trade deadline is looming. Just getting macro here, Brooke, about the NFL as we stand. We're sort of starting to understand who these teams are. Not quite yet. I mean, like the Titans beat the Bills. So who are the Titans? The Chiefs are turning the football over like crazy they have the second worst turnover differential in the nfl but they're still the chiefs with mahomes so it's like who are the contenders who are the dark horses in the nfl as we stand in your opinion there there are a lot of them this year this year has been i think one of the most surprising years in my existence that i can even remember and we're both young for the record folks yeah (laughs) teams that are just out there i mean you expect 
these the Chiefs to come back with no problem. You expect all of these teams to be at the top, and it's kind of just been a flip-flop in the NFL from what we've seen. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has definitely been my biggest surprise. Uh, when we have Matthew Stafford out here completing no-look passes and then Mahomes throwing interceptions on them, like what just happened in the NFL? If you would have told me that last year, what would we have thought? Like we would have been so confused. So it's it's been crazy. I think my main dark horse, I don't even know if it's much of a dark horse, but let's face it, the Ravens have not been the talk of the town this year. And I just think that they have come back strong. They abused the Chargers on both sides of the ball. We were just talking about how good the Chargers have been. And they completely demolished them. They came back only six days after Lamar Jackson carved up the Colts with his arm. This is a team that got their run game into it. They're playing great defense, just like recent years. It's finally, you know, all clicking this season. I mean, they only had really one really bad game in the beginning, and they've picked it up slowly. But John Harbaugh, the way that he's coaching this team is so impressive. They had a total of 16 players hit their injured reserve this so season. So annoying. Several of them being key players. So now that they got their team rolling right back to where they're starting, they're starting to get some of these injured guys back and healthy now that they're getting the things rolling. I would watch out for these Ravens come January. They have made it through their brutal stretch and they are coming out strong. I think that they're going to be coming for some teams. See, folks, that makes a fantastic guest right there. Catering to the host, (laughs) catering to his favorite team. There you go. (laughs) I mean, here's the deal with the Baltimore Ravens. It's just so frustrating when you hear about injury news because it's like preventable or unpreventable, shall we say. And it's like, how do you come back from that? I understand the whole next man up mentality. But at the end of the day, it's like easier said than done. There is a talent differential from starter to reserve, obviously, especially on the offensive line. I mean, your family knows the offensive line. And I feel like depth is very hard to come by on that front five. You know, if you go from a starting left tackle, who's a stud like Ronnie Stanley, who's out for the year now to Villanueva, who is a right tackle at best. I mean, that's a big drop off. So yeah, it is remarkable though, what Lamar Jackson can do. And every time I see Lamar get out of trouble, I'm like, oh my God, Joe Flacco would get destroyed on that play. It'd be like <laughs> negative 15 yards, taking the sack. It's like, I am so grateful, Brooke, for Lamar Jackson, as I'm sure you are for Matt Stafford and McVay. It's remarkable. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I was just thinking when you said Flacco, remember the days when they used to call him unflackable, then all of a sudden they have Lamar Jackson. They had no idea what they were going to get. I mean, there's huge next steps. So yeah, I think you're Ravens. I think, uh, I think we're both going to be pretty happy in come January. There could be some sort of meeting in LA between those two teams. I don't know. I don't know. February. I might see you in February in LA. Stay tuned. Stay tuned (laughs) folks. All right. So, Brooke, obviously a big storyline of the NFL this year is about betting trends, right? Overs and unders, are underdogs winning more? What have you noticed so far this season? I think one of the big takeaways for me is that we're seeing a lot of unders, and I think that's just the sports books out there trying to understand who these teams are, right? And I don't think the books really factored in that the Chiefs are going to turn the ball over so often, those sorts of things. So any notable betting trends on your end? Yeah, I'm sticking right there with the unders. There's six weeks of the season. The under is 51 and 42 overall. And in non-overtime games, 49 and 33. In primetime games, the under is six and 12. But four of those were Thursday night games. So think about it this way. On non-overtime Sunday afternoon games, 
43 and 26 in favor of the under. Amazing. So when in doubt, Sunday afternoon games, we're betting the under. I mean, how crazy is that? And most of the time, I just bet the over, over, like, emotionally. Like, I just get involved, and I'm like, okay, this quarterback, he could go off, and then what if this – that never happens. I mean, it's always like, okay, and then you have an injury and then it's like this. I feel like the under is kind of the safe bet to go this season, especially in those Sunday afternoon games. I mean, the numbers are proving it for us. Well, I think the other thing too, is like, you're having all of these injury issues in the NFL right now, Brooke. And it's like, are we seriously talking about 18, 19 game seasons? Like guys we're running into issues and it's a 17 game season at this point. And like, I love football as much as anybody. So do you, but at the end of the day, let's think about these guys as legs and arms and their families who have to deal with, you know, their players getting hurt, you know, their family members getting hurt. It just seems a little bit extreme to me. What do you think? Yeah. I think the NFL, you know, they're, I mean, they're money makers. All they want is the money to keep rolling in and one extra game does that a lot for them. But then I think you have to sit back and think about these players longevity in the league. And if these players cannot, I mean, one extra game a year is putting a lot, I mean, a tremendous amount of pressure onto these people's bodies. How much, if you do that every year, adding on one game, one week, how, how much are they going to be able to play? I mean, the years that they can play is going to be taken off next, right? So I just feel like they're damaging their bodies. They're not giving enough time to rest, especially, don't even get me started on these Thursday night football games oh, because God. they only have four or five days to prepare. I mean, they're just not ready. They don't have enough time to rest. So I think one, I think they should get rid of Thursday night games too. I think one, one extra game a season is crazy it's I mean it's sad it's that's the NFL for you I mean it's a great league we love it we all eat breathe sleep NFL but please take care of these players bodies or we're not going to have anyone to cheer on out there it's so true too and I also think the NFL is trying to get a little too cute broke especially when you hear this news about the playoff scheduling and there's going to be a Monday wild card game Mm. I feel like players and coaches hate that because now they have a shorter span to prepare for the divisional round if they do win, right? Like that's what I'm thinking as like a coach or a player. I don't know. It just seems a little yeah. too much. Why can't we just do the one weekend to be done with it? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to think about the players resting. Now think about how much these coaches prepare every week. I mean, taking, they have like, they have it broken down to a science. Okay. We get in the next morning after a game, you play Sunday, you're in there Monday, 6am for a meeting and you better have the entire game broken down. And every, every single player is already evaluated, already graded. You're on to next week by the middle of Monday. So think about, I mean, taking one full day off of preparation is just insanity these, these coaches aren't sleeping. I mean, it's, it's nuts. And the people that, you know, can't see all of that from the outside view just won't understand it. But when you really sit and look at how much preparation that's taking away from coaches, they're definitely not just throwing that preparation out the window. They're doing that in the middle of the night and not sleeping for an entire week. So it's, it's pretty crazy, especially coming from a football family, yeah. seeing my dad do that every, every single year. And now my brother's in there grinding. I mean, I just, I feel bad for him, but they get through it. And then here we are playing every week. The other thing though, is like these coaches and your family, if they had free time, they'd be doing football related stuff anyway. They'd be like, Oh, let me watch some more film. You know what I mean? Totally. totally. So. Yeah. They're on the, they're on the beach with their iPads, like watching film. And I'm like, yeah. Hey, we're here to like drink some beers and play cornhole. And they're like watching films. So Gotta whatever. they love it. <laughs> 
Uh, going off script here real quick, I have to ask you, your guy Drew Brees now in the broadcast booth, if you will. He's been pretty fun to watch, very insightful. He's well-spoken. He's incredible. I mean, I knew it was going to happen. He's always been like the smartest man I've ever met. Literally the first time I ever met him, I was in a hotel elevator with my dad and I was like, hi, I'm Brooke. I was probably like 12. Hmm. The next three weeks later, I see him in a different hotel in the lobby and I'm all by myself. And he's like, oh, hey, Brooke. I was like, what? <laughs> what? I met you once. Like now I'm not even with my dad. You can't like put that together just a genius of a man. So I knew that that was going to come off on the screen, but also he's just so well-spoken. He's dealt with the media for how long now? And right. he's a very, he's a kind person. He, re he remembers everything about everyone. So it's very, it's very cool to see it come out on the big screen now and everyone get to appreciate that side of him because clearly everyone appreciated his football play now they get to see him as a person on the screen and it just it comes out so well it's great very self-deprecating too which i can appreciate as part of my brand with the humor route because like you have tom brady like breaking his records and drew's yeah. like laughing about it you know right so, <laughs> it's amazing it's great it is okay. it is great week seven here we go we've got a snoozer alert, perhaps tonight with the Broncos and the Browns. I don't know if they are part of your best bets here for week seven, Brooke, but we can go pick by pick, if you will, and sort of analyze from there. So what have you got for the people out there? Yeah, Browns, Browns and Broncos tonight. I actually have the Broncos beating the Browns. I believe the Browns are still a two and a half point favorite last time I checked. But Teddy Bridgewater, arguably the best quarterback in the NFL at covering as an underdog. I love the kid. I love watching him out there. I, I definitely have the Broncos beating the Browns tonight in this game. And then also I had some prize picks. If you have not played prize picks, this is so fun. This little app and you bet over under, you pick a power play, you pick two plays and you get three times your deposit. My pick tonight. Let's see what I got. It is so great. I right, let me uh, just jump in there real quick because I've tried that here in Maryland and they're like, no, you can't do it here. I'm like, what? Oh, that's weird because I can do it in Florida. But All I right, let me try it again Florida. tonight. Yeah. Try it again. Try it again. And then sign up with FTN. You'll get deposit money back. It's so great. But Teddy Bridgewater over passing yards, 230 and a half passing yards. Okay. I got the over on that tonight. Teddy Bridgewater. Okay. I could see it happening. I don't think this Browns defense is going to slow him down much. So we'll see. I mean, the Browns defense is also the only thing they kind of have tonight. So <laughs> we'll see on that. And then I've got D Ernest Johnson, Cleveland Browns running back, who's filling in for all of these stars. <laughs> D Ernest Johnson. I had to look up how to say his first name because it's got apostrophes and all the things I have the over on one and a half receptions on this guy. Cause I think they're just going to yeah. toss it back to him, toss it out. I mean, just get the ball going. Case Keenum's just going to be back there in the pocket. Like, scrambling to figure out what the heck to do with this ball. So Dearness Johnson, watch out for him tonight. That's another really good one. I love that you have so much action on this game because when I look at this matchup, I'm like, I don't want any part of it whatsoever. Totally. Under spread. <laughs> like it could be 13 to two. I really don't know. <laughs> who knows? Especially with all the Browns being beat up. And I mean, really, who would have thought that 
we would be looking at the Broncos beating the Browns tonight. If you would ask me three weeks ago, the Browns were going to blow the Broncos out of the water. But now with all these injuries, it kind of makes it interesting in a way. In another way, it kind of makes it really boring. But you got to have some skin in the game to make these games fun, right? So that's, I just always put in these little power plays and just try and keep my excitement up for these very dull Thursday night games that we've been handed lately <laughs> that you are totally against for the record. Brooke is not totally against Thursday them. night football. All right, folks. <laughs> it also goes to show too, how if you can get early on a line, a lot of times that's better because it was three and a half for the Broncos come Monday morning. Right. And then you have right? the news come through and the lines move Bet online. It's plus one and a half for the Broncos. So obviously that yeah. matters, you know, when we're talking about field goals and what have you. So, okay. Should be an interesting game. Any other plays for the weekend here? Well, clearly I have the Rams covering the spread against the Lions. We already went over that one. They're 15 and a half point favorites. I have them winning by 17. Okay. The Chiefs and Titans game. I'm betting on the Chiefs to win by a touchdown. It should be a high scoring game. So I'm also betting the over on this game. Uh, I'm going to pray for Mahomes to stop throwing interceptions and actually look at where he's throwing because that has not been working out for him this year. But don't worry, I'm not salty or anything about it. <laughs> Yeah, he's like a submarine pitcher these days. It's like, what are we doing here, Patrick? Like, what are we Lamar doing? does it sometimes too. Yeah, we need and we need the Mahomes back. The Mahomes that we love and that we adore, we need him back. I have an upset of the week. This will be my last one. I have the Eagles upsetting the Raiders by three. The Raiders are currently three-point favorites. I don't think they'll carry on with another win. They have so much turmoil they're dealing with. I think they had their, um, they were kind of just, you know, juiced up after all of that was going on. And um, I think the players just played their hearts out. But when you have that much turmoil in an office and in like an organization, it is so tough to come back from. And also on the other side of the ball, I think Jalen Hurts will be out there proving himself with all these Watson trade rumors going on, going around. So mm. even though I don't really think the Eagles would ever pick up Watson, I think that their GM's trying to just throw their name out there because he does that with every trade rumor. But I think Jalen Hurts is out to prove himself this week against the Raiders. <clears throat> wow. All right, folks. So tomorrow you're going to realize that on a separate episode, all of my picks are the exact opposite. <laughs> so this is going to be interesting. I mean, it makes it interesting. I'll be calling you after the weekend. Oh my God, please don't if I lose, <sighs> but I probably will. Here's the thing about the Raiders and the Eagles, if I may, because it is an interesting situation, truly incredible at what the Raiders did last week against Denver amid all the news. And you know how a team can go right after a coach leaves or resigns. Either they go out and they play harder to prove that this is not a distraction or it is a distraction and the team sort of plays down to the competition. This is like one of the classic distraction type of exits. And yet they came out and played fantastically against the Denver Broncos. And so I love the point that you made about Jalen Hurts here with the Eagles being a part of these Deshaun Watson rumors. I'm also hearing that the Washington football team may be a part of this. Like, oh gosh. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of teams that could really use Watson if he could actually play. But again, who the heck knows what's going to happen? So, but yeah, and I, I was so impressed by the Raiders. I thought for sure this season's over. They might as well just wash their hands and go to sleep. Like, this right. is just crazy. But here they come out swinging and kicking butt against the Broncos. So who knows? You might be right in this Eagles matchup, but I just, I don't know. I feel like Jalen Hurts, he's got a little chip on his shoulder now, especially after his GM's out there talking about other quarterbacks. 
Like that's got to hurt. Well, Brooke, for the record, my friends call me Cam Auto Fade Rogers. So I think you're okay. <laughs> You'll probably survive this week, but we'll be tracking, of course. And you can check out her stuff at Brooke Cromer on Twitter, FTN sports host and NFL analyst FTN doing fantastic work, folks. Follow them on social media as well. Some great content out there. By the way, Benny, who you work with, has worked with me before. I think we did like I guess spot together at the fantasy sports network or something like that. We follow okay. each other on Twitter. I'm going to have him on at some point. Oh, sure. heck yeah. He's the best. He's yeah. my Wednesday co-host. We have betting with Brooke and Benny. That is a fun one. That's where I make all my picks and we just go at it about which picks we have. Most of the time we actually agree, but we've come a couple of times that we have a little, a little tip there. So it's fun. Check out our show. Yeah. Disagreement is good. What else is coming up this week with you and FTN? Do you guys do the happy hour on Thursdays? Yes. Tonight fantasy happy hour at 7 15 eastern Perfect. you can check it out on my twitter i always uh repost it but that is a very fun one always got a glass of wine in my hand we have a jersey off every week i have been killing it i just want to say i actually just remember that i didn't plan a jersey this week so i better have some cool jays or something to put up and actually at least show up in some way but it's super fun. So check it out. We make all of our prop bet picks before the game. And tonight you might as well make some prop bets because that's the only way this game's going to be exciting. There you go. Put some skin in the game. How about a Flacco jersey? I think that makes oh, sense. Oh, there you go. Let's do that one. I, I know to... you have one in the closet. You have to, have to dig that out probably of the attic. <laughs> yeah, it's probably collecting cobwebs and dust as we Just stand. Just a bit. <laughs> Brooke, thank you so much. First guest here on Lock It In with Cam Rogers. I appreciate you. It's great to catch up with you. And of course, we're following each other's work on the internet and all that, but it's always great to talk as well. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thanks for having me. This has been fabulous. Love talking football with you. All right, there you have it. Brooke Cromer here on Lock It In. I will talk to you guys very, very soon with my best plays of the football weekend. Cam Rogers out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.